Today, Rinpoche began chapter 19 in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment that included the explanation of the middle way consequence way of debating. Okay, so welcome again to the Chen Rezig Tibetan Buddhist Center. Uh, we are studying Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Uh, and this text explains three specific topics, the teachings for beings of three capacities. The first section uh, or category is called the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity. And these are teachings that lead to the higher realms of cyclic existence. Uh, and, and these are specific results that this practitioner is seeking. And this practitioner is called a small scope practitioner. And the aim is to have a higher realm rebirth. And this practitioner engages in going for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, engages in ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities, combining that with an acknowledgement of downfalls or acknowledging when one wavers. Uh, and then in dependence upon these practices, he or she achieves higher realm rebirths. The next category of teachings are called the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and these are for practitioners who wish to achieve their own individual nirvana. Uh, these practices are the three highest higher trainings, highest higher training in ethics, concentration, and wisdom, and in dependence upon these highest higher trainings, he or she achieves nirvana. But it, this nirvana is not a, a nirvana that, like the Buddha's non-abiding nirvana, this is a biding, an abiding nirvana. Uh, where there are still imprints of the afflictions or obstructions to omniscience, but they are free from cyclic existence. The next category of teachings are for beings who wish to achieve Buddhahood, and these are the teachings for beings of great capacity. And this practitioner engages in the practices of the small and medium already mentioned, couples them with generation of bodhicitta, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, and then engages in a practice of the six perfections from with that saturated mind or that mind of uh, that wishes to become a Buddha. It's, tr it's technically Buddha mind, but it just means that it's a mind that wants to become a Buddha. And that's its day and night purpose for the sake of others. Whereas the, uh, um, as a note, the medium scope is for the sake of yourself alone being freed from all of your suffering. 
So the, the focus, the object of observation for the practitioner is much smaller uh, and that's why those teachings are called Hinayana, which is called the lesser vehicle, smaller vehicle. And then the Mahayana teachings, the great vehicle, are called such because the object of observation is much greater. It's now focused on all sentient beings' freedom as opposed to just one being's freedom. This translator's note. Decent. <laughs> Tagui Ta Chabadrubi, 
ਰਿਬਾ ਮਹਿਦ ਕੇਲਾ ਬਤਾਂ ਜਿਸੇ ਦੋ ਸੇਨਾ ਫਰਬ ਨੇ ਮਕੇ ਮਕੇ ਬੰਜੇ ਦੇ ਤੇ ਕੇਲਾ ਕੇਲਾ ਬਨੇ ਤੇ ਦੇ ਚੋਬਲਾ ਸਮਾਨ ਰਾਜੇ ਨੇ ਕਲਾ ਮੈਂ ਵੀ ਸ਼ਰੋ ਰਾਜੇ ਨੇ ਕਲਾ ਮੈਂ ਵੀ ਸ਼ਰੋ ਤੇ ਕੇਲਾ ਲਾ ਛਬਾ ਛਬਾ ਸ਼ਨਾ ਦੰਦਾਈ 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 ਡੂਲੋਂਦੇ ਨੇ ਮਨੂਚੇ ਜਿਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਤਾ ਜੇਬਾ ਜੇਬਾ ਖਿਲਾ ਜੀ ਜਿਸੇ 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 ਜਿਨਾਂ ਜਿਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਦੁਜਾਤਾਂ ਥੋਲਾ ਸਮਾਇਓ ਮੈਂ ਜੀ ਜਿਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਸਮਾ ਮੈਬਾ ਦੇਬਾ ਨਿਆਸੋ ਨੇਬਾ ਲੋ ਨੇਬਾ ਗਾਬਾ ਨੇ ਤਕੋਨਾ ਤਕੋਨਾ ਨੇ ਲਾ ਚੇ ਵੀ ਕੋਸੋ ਤਕੋਨਾ ਨੇ ਲਾ ਚੇ ਵੀ ਕੋਸੋ ਜੀਸਾ ਤਕੋਨਾ ਨੇ ਲਾ ਚੇ ਵੀ ਕੋਸੋਸ ਕੋਸੋ ਕੋਸੋ ਪੋਬੀ ਤਾਂਚਾ ਕੇਲਾ ਕੇਲਾ ਬਲਾ ਰਾਜੂ ਜੀ ਤਾਂਚਾ ਮਜੂ ਵੀ ਤੋਂ ਦੁਬਤੇ ਰਾਜੀ ਵੇਮੇ ਚੇਬੀ ਰਿਸ਼ੀ ਜੀ ਤਾਂਚਾ ਤੇ ਮਨੂਬੇ ਮਨੂਬੇ ਤਾਂਚਾ ਤੇ ਤਾਂਚਾ ਤੇ ਖੇਮਲਾ ਬਾਈ ਨਾਮ ਵੰਦੇ ਤਕੋਨਾ ਨੀ ਲਾ ਚੇਬੀ ਕੋਈਂਬੇ ਇਮੀ ਸਰ ਸ਼ੇ ਤਾਸੁਕੋਨੇ ਤਾਸੁਕੋਨੇ ਤਾਂਚਾ ਖੇਮਲਾ ਬਾ ਦਬਈ ਤੋਮਤਾ ਨਾ ਤੋਮਤਾ ਨਾ ਰਾਜੀ ਮੈਂ ਬਾ ਤਾਂਚੇ ਵੀ ਤੁੰਦੇ ਰਿਸ਼ੀ ਜੀ ਰਿਸ਼ੀ ਜੀ ਮਰੂਨਾ ਰਾਜੀ ਯੋਬਾ ਰਾਜੀ ਯੋਬਾ ਤਾਂਚੇ ਵੀ ਤੁੰਦੇ ਨੇ ਰਿਸ਼ੀ ਜੀ ਮਖੇ ਬੰਜੇ ਦੇ ਜੁਸੇ ਥੰਬੇ ਥੰਬੇ ਸ਼ਰੋ ਕਹਦੇ ਤਕੋਨਾ ਨੇ ਲੱਚੇ ਵੀ ਕੋਸੋ ਰਾਜੀ ਯੋਬਾ ਤਾਂਚੇ ਵੀ ਰਾਜੀ ਯੋਬਾ ਤਾਂਚੇ ਵੀ ਤੁਆ ਨੇ ਮਖੇ ਮਖੇ ਸੁਝਾਣਾ ਦਨੇ ਸ਼ੇਦੋ ਮਰੀ ਦੇ ਹਾਸ਼ੇ ਵੀ ਹਾਸ਼ੇ ਮਾ ਮਾਰੇਬਾ ਨਾ ਜੇ ਨਾ ਬਰ ਚੇਬਾ ਤੇ ਜੇਲੋ ਕੇਬਾ ਇਨੋ ਜੀ ਇਨੋ ਸ਼ੇ ਮੈਂ ਵੀ ਸਦਾ ਨੇ ਮਾਜੇ ਵੀ ਸ਼ੇਬੇ ਜੇ ਜੇ ਲੋਲ ਜੇ ਜੇ ਲੋ ਨਾ ਗਾਬਾ ਮਨੇ ਵੀ ਸਦਾ ਜੇ ਤੋ ਜੇ ਤੋ ਨਾ ਰਾਲੋ ਜੇ ਤਾਂ ਤਾਂ ਜੇਬਾ ਮੰਦੇ ਜੇ ਨੇ ਮੇ ਜੇ ਸੇ ਜੇ ਗੁਦੇ ਜੇਲੋ ਗੋਬਾ ਤਾਜੂਆ ਮਦੇ ਬਿਸ਼ਰੋ ਜੇਆ ਟੋਸਲਾ ਟੋਸਲਾ ਸੁਨ ਜੇਆ ਜੇਆ ਟੋਸਲਾ ਸੁਨ ਜੇਬੇ ਤਾਜੂ ਸ਼ੇਨਾ ਸ਼ੇਨਾ ਨੇ ਰਾਜੀ ਵੇਬਾ ਕਾਬਨੀ ਰਾਜੀ ਮੇਬਾ ਡੂਬਾ ਇੰਬੇ ਇੰਬਾ ਹਾਂ ਚੰਦੂ ਚੰਦੇ ਲੈ ਸੁਬਤਰ ਇੰਬੇ ਤਲਾ ਫੋਸੋ ਮੈਦੋ ਤਦਾ ਮਾਇਨਾ ਰਾਜੀ ਮੇਬਾ ਡੂਬੀ ਡੂਬਾ ਇੰਜੇ ਰਾਜੀ ਵੇਬਾ ਕਬ ਮੇਨੋ ਸ਼ੇ ਦੋਨਾ ਦੋ ਦੋਨੇ ਮੈਨਾ ਲੈਚੀ ਰਾਜੀ ਮੇਬਾ ਯੋ ਸੁਚਨਾ ਰਾਜੀ ਦੇ ਮਜ਼ਾਵਾ ਨੇ ਨਾਬਰ ਕੇ ਨਾਬਰ ਚੇ ਗੁਬਾ ਗੁਸੁਹਾਨਾ ਤਦਾ ਨਾ ਰਾਜੀ ਵੇਬਾ ਨਾਬਰ ਰਾਜੀ ਵੇਬਾ ਨਾਬਰ ਜੇ ਨਾ 
Okay, so we're going to begin on page 232-3. Chapter 19 is where we are right now. Um, So you see the outline that's right at the top. That's not actually included in the Tibetan text. That's actually a different text. Um, It's very helpful. Um, It's the outline of the Lamrim. Uh, so you can kind of see what's being presented in each chapter by looking at that outline. Refuting those positions, refuting the first mer- misinterpretation. In the system of the Jayanandas, explanation of Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way, valid cognition does not establish the reason and the pervasion. Jayan- Jayananda claims that valid cognition does not establish the reason, but his justification is deficient for the following reasons. Even in a system that holds that both proponent and opponent must have previously established the reason with valid cognition. 
Something does not cease to be considered a reason simply because the proponent is not certain that the reason is established for the opponent. Hence, Jayananda's rationale does not vitiate against the necessity of the opponents establishing the reason by means of valid cognition. Uh, if you claim that you do not know whether a reason is established for a, an opponent because you do not know the mind of the opponent, then it follows that you cannot even be certain that the other party has accepted a particular point. Therefore, it would be impossible to refute opponents in terms of what they accept, etc. Why? Even if they have the perceptual certainty about the opponent's words when they say, this is what we accept. Following your logic, you would have to have certain knowledge that they actually accept that they have what they have stated because you do not know the minds of other beings. So this is just all about debate, just as a translator as an aside, whether or not the person you're debating has to actually understand but just be unclear about what you're talking about or whether you can debate someone who blindly has no frame of reference for this information whatsoever and then debate. So whether or not you have to understand what your opponent knows to debate them or not, that's what this whole thing is about. Uh, whether the, you have to A, know what your opponent knows and know that the opponent has the right um, uh, information to be able to debate you back. Uh, so that's, that's basically what they're talking about. Um, does your opponent uh, um, have to have the right information to debate you back or not, etc. So that's kind of what's being talked about in here. It's all about when debate takes place, uh, which is um, very large in the Galupa tradition that Lama Tsongkhapa is the founder of. So just asides. Where was I? The justification? Is that where I was? Where did I stop? The justification that Jayananda gives for why valid cognition does not establish the privation is also inadequate. The, the kitchen is the object based upon which you understand the privation. In the kitchen, when there is smoke, there is fire. The thing understood with respect to that basis is the bare privation. When there is smoke, there is fire. It is certain not only that you are to apprehend the privation where there is a kitchen smoke, there is kitchen fire. Uh, hence, how could it be that you apprehend a pervasion limited to a particular time and place? Uh, or else, if the pervasion were limited in that way, since kitchen would not work as the basis for ascertaining such a limited pervasion, you would have to adduce some other basis in relation to which ascertainment of the limited pervasion is needed. For example, impermanence, a predicated quality that is ascertained with respect to sound must apply to both sound and pots. A form of impermanence that is sounds alone cannot be posited as the predicated quality. This same line of reasoning demonstrates that it is incorrect to hold that the inference establishing the pervasion is not a valid cognition. He also claims that, the, that only the proponent's and opponent's acceptance of the pervasion establishes it inasmuch as the valid cognition does not establish it. This also is incorrect. Why? If you treat the mere acceptance of a position as justification for it, then you cannot refute the opponent, for the opponent's assertion of a point would establish it, and neither side has any valid cognition that can refute it. Question. But if you were to distinguish between different types of acceptance, wherein one type could and the other type could not establish the reason, pervasion, etc., if you reply, if you justify such a distinction by the mere fact that it has been asserted, then your argument resembles what you are trying to pr prove and you have not advanced your position. If, however, you make the distinction on the basis of whether there is a valid cognition to back up an assertion, then you have strayed from your belief that there are no valid cognitions. Refuting the second misinterpretation. So there we are.
yeah, third. Uh, you hold that avoiding uh, uh, autonomous theses means that when analyzing reality, you do not assert the thesis that there is no intrinsic nature. But in not accepting that thesis, it is that because the thesis is not established by the reason, knowledge, analyzing whether there is intrinsic nature, or in not accepting that thesis, do you adduce the reason that this is an occasion in which reality is being analyzed? Which do you hold? In the first case, if reason, knowledge, reasoned knowledge does not establish the referent of the thesis, the lack of intrinsic nature, then reason knowledge could also not refute the referent of the thesis intrinsic nature exists. For similar reasons, and it's utterly incorrect if you to think that the referent of the thesis intrinsic nature exists is not refuted when reality is being analyzed for the following reasons. You claim previously that reasoned analysis refutes the other systems. Two, non-analytical, i.e. conventional knowledge, cannot refute other systems. Three, otherwise, if analysis did not refute the thesis intrinsic nature exists, then why would you have to specify we accept no thesis in our own system? For, in that case, you would not even accept the reductio ad, ad absurdum arguments that refute the other's uh, system. When you use a reductio argument to eliminate the tenets of the other party, then the refutation of the existence of intrinsic nature should itself establish the absence of intrinsic nature. So this reductio is reductio ad in absurdum. It's basically the consequence to a statement that's incorrect. So if somebody said, as before, uh, all colors are red, then someone just, the, just is able to say without a syllogism, oh, yellow's red? So that's the reductio ad absurdum, so reducing it to the absurd. So the, opponent, the person saying, yeah, all colors are red, then you say, yellow's red? So that's the consequence to that statement. The Madhyamika Prasangika school believes that's, that's all you need to do to change someone's mind to to, from, in, to, from incorrect to valid cognition. Whereas other schools believe that you have to say, the subject, <laughs> yellow, you know, you would have to go through this whole syllogism. The middle way consequence school believes that you can just merely uh, state a consequence without subject thesis, um, a sign or reason. Uh, so they would say, the other school would say, the subject uh, yellow um, is uh, a color because of being suitable to be shown as a hue. Then the other person would have to say, yes it is. And then they have to say, so is the subject color is not red because it is a different hue than that of red color. So that would be how the other schools would go about proving a logical argument. The consequence school would just say, oh, yellow's, yellow's red? Uh, so it's just a, uh, reducing it to the absurd really directly and quickly without having to go through all these steps of, of going through a definition of this and then defining that and finding a the reasoning why they believe that the person already knows the reason why just hasn't arrived at it. Um, so there is a, an element to the person being able to come to that conclusion in debate. Um, but it's very complicated to say the least. Um, uh, again, where was I in the first case? Or did I 
Oh, they, I'm sorry, the reductio. When you use a reductio argument to eliminate the tenets of the other party, then the refutation of the existence of intrinsic nature should itself establish the absence of intrinsic nature. So if someone says that all things, have, all things that exist have intrinsic nature, then you would say they don't dependently originate. So that's the consequence. Uh, if you say they have intrinsic nature, then they, have, they don't have dependent origination. They don't depend on other things if they're intrinsic and singular. So you would just say they don't dependently originate, and that should be enough according to the school. Um, I made this point above in regard to a previously cited passage from the refutation of objections and his commentary. This, there is no third alternative. Where this, were this not the case, someone might claim just the opposite of your position, saying, I'm establishing the absence of intrinsic... Uh, nature. I am not refuting the existence of intrinsic nature. What response could you give? If you think that affirming the absence of intrinsic nature must without a doubt negate intrinsic nature, then it should also be the case that negating the existence of intrinsic nature must without a doubt similarly affirm the absence of intrinsic nature. If you think that these, that, uh, if you think that Theses such as the absence of intrinsic nature are the improper are improper because this is an occasion in which reality is being analyzed. Give your justification for this now. You may suppose that one can not accept such beliefs because something that exists when reality is being analyzed must ultimately exist. But this conclusion is incorrect. If you reject the very occasion during which reality is being analyzed, then you will have to accept the impossibility of a time period during which a Madhyamaka, analy Madhyamaka analyzes things with reason, but if you admit to such an occasion, then you definitely must also accept the existence of the analyzer, the analyzing reasoning, the basis of the analysis, and the opponent with whom you are analyzing, etc. Hence, why is it necessary for everything that exists at that time to exist ultimately? Uh, nor is it satisfactory to claim that insofar as a mere reductio involves only what is asserted by the opponent or what can ultimately be derived from those assertions. You are constructing a reductio even though there are no valid cognitions. Therefore, I refute your view just as I refuted the system above. Moreover, it is not appropriate to claim that you have no assertions while reality is being analyzed, but that you do have assertions conventionally. This is because the occasion during which reality is analyzed cannot be an ultimate thing. Hence, it must be a conventionality, and that contradicts your thesis. Also, if you're existing while reality is being analyzed means not existing ultimately, then having no assertions while reality is being analyzed could not be a distinguishing characteristic of the prasangika, for no madhyamakas of any sort hold that they have assertions ultimately. Rimche, uh, then Chiran Salon Garibe, that's more. Okay, he wants to just read a little bit more still. Okay, Sumba? Le Sumba Gabane, Oma Bala Tanya Do, Tanya Do, Kelly Meadow, she, Pawane, Kajiba Tara, Ribi, Gaja, Lebog Mamazibe, Rajin Gubi, Riba, Naji, Pala, Gana, Sola Dubi, Te. Rangi 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 Tumba Joba Tunde Rangi Lu Jana Jumbon Ye Meshebe Kondeji Tendi Tanji Ne Wanshu Dan Yume Drawas Sumayino Tisher Tene Umabala Umabala Kobandeji Shindo Shindo 
Shindu Tajiba Shindu Tajiba Tajiba in La Tada Tagabon Namon to Shay Simbishero Omabala Kilen Yume Jube Omaba Omashiba Kanta Dena Oma Omaba Juba Kilen Gube Tentaba Dutaya Madubata Tanyendo Tanji Jumatabo Jumatabo Tendriji Tentuba Dugube Kilomba Shawa Yino Tayan Tenik Tenik Kane Jagube Jagube Gaduji Tentube Tama Yubadan Tama Yubadan Tama Yubadan Rangi Taba yino, Tadana, Kebe, Oma, 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 Bichun, Dan, Chit, Tayu, Lu Rangi, Lu Machina, Temenji, Kuba, Daba, Tanjin, Debanjun, Riba, Kelamba, Niji, Tangenji, Tawatada, Chubala, Konzu, Ludu, Ludu, Nanjina, Oma be lo nabara jane gendu tanji tan chawa shayi chawa shayi ne nyende bala nyende bala rim roa majawo sese le jan de dar ko jake shu che shindo taji nabara jaba tanji dan mangewa nabara nabara neba imba dan Kangi, Shu Raba, Shindo, Nyawa, Chundan, Deba, Tadadan, Gewa, Gewala, Lambe, Chundan, Yendeta, Neba, Ta Matuwa, Chune, Rangi, Chunane, Shizu, Hatan Batar, Shizombe, Omabe, Omabe, Lu, Tundamba, Tela, Tanya Sibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibhabatanasibh
Refuting the third misinterpretation, 
As previously explained, those who claim that Banyamakas have no theses, ha eventually, even conventionally, have not properly identified the object that reason negates. Hence, they refute the opponent with arguments that refute intrinsic nature, and then when the situation is reversed, they see that those arguments as applying in exactly the same way to their own system as well. In setting forth their own system, they have no idea how to avoid an error. Hence, all dependent arisings, whether of cyclic existence or nirvana, end up having an ontological status like that of non-Buddhist fabrications, such as a divine creator. Therefore, that interpretation slanders the madhyamakas and merits under contempt. I have already explained at length the refutation of that position. Those who analyze whether madhyamikas uh, assert anything must agree that a madhyamika is positive posited as one who has the middle way. Hence, they have to accept that a Madhyamika under this, uh, they have to accept the, that a Madhyamika understands the meaning of dependent arising, that ultimately not even a particle exists, while conventionally all is like an illusion. So there is something to assert. Moreover, you must posit this by refuting the vile claims that there are the reverse of those positions. Namely, the belief that things ultimately exist and the belief that they do not exist even conventionally. Therefore, so both of those are not true. Um, and the Madhyamika Prasangika view is that things conventionally do not intrinsically exist nor ultimately intrinsically exist. Uh, so some schools assert that ultimately things have, in, ul in ultimate truth, there is some intrinsic existence, while others state that conventionally there is intrinsic existence. And the Madhyamika Prasangika negates all of those views. Those who analyze whether Madhyamakas assert anything must agree that a Madhyamaka is posited as one who has the middle way. Hence, they will have to accept that a Madhyamaka understands the meaning of dependent arising, that ultimately not even a particle exists, while conventionally all is like an illusion. So there is something to assert. Moreover, you must posit this by refuting the vile claims that there are reverse of these positions, namely the belief that things ultimately exist and the belief that they do not exist even conventionally. So, the, 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 so since they're saying that they don't have intrinsic existence conventionally, then that must mean that they're saying that they don't exist conventionally. Um, so that's the other misinterpretation, is that m misinterpreting lack of intrinsic existence with lack of existence. Those two are not the same. They are um, completely different. Therefore, there is valid cognition that knows what is proven and what is refuted, and there is a discourse in which Madhyamakas, based on their own knowledge, accurately teach others. Because of this, and because the opponents have no philosophically coherent response to the points that they set forth, this system is exceedingly pure. Accordingly, if you do not know how to set forth the perfect system of Madhyamaka scholars, you should at least not slander it by claiming that it does not exist. The very acceptance of the reasoning of dependent arising cuts through all the entanglements of wrong views. The intelligent who heed this will avoid all contradiction in setting forth a Madhyamaka system and will not trust those who spread the such lies. Chandrakirti's clear word states, Thus our position is completely pure of any logical flaw and definitely does not contradict any traditional presentation of conventional or ultimate reality. While your position has obvious and severe flaws and does contradict those traditional presentations, through utter foolishness you do not see these faults and good points accurately. Those faults that you attribute to me are yours. <laughs> the Majamika system mentioned in this, I see, a Madhyamika is, is a Madhyamikan or Madhyamika is a person. 
practitioner. Madhyamaka is the system. I guess in Sanskrit, that's probably the way it breaks down. So a Madhyamikan, a Madhyamika is a practitioner. A Madhyamaka is the system. Mentioned in this previously cited passage is an irrefutable presentation deriving both from valid cognition that determine what is ultimate and from conventional valid cognitions. Hence, you can be certain that it is completely pure of logical flaw and that it allows you to make a complete exposition of cyclic existence in nirvana. Or else, if the claim uh, Madhyamikas have no system of their own were considered irrefutably, then the claim everything that you say is a lie could also not be refuted even the slightest degree for similar reasons. Objection. Those who claim to assert nothing are not subject to analysis as to whether or not they have any assertions. So because we accept nothing at all, no one can refute us. <laughs> this, too, is untenable. For if it were tenable, then even in the case of those who claim all claims are false, one could not show they have contradicted their own words because their claim that all words are false would by the, your own logic preclude anal analysis of the veracity of those very words. It is also not tenable because Chandrakirti's commentary on the Middle Way states, if there were some self that existed in reality, then it would be something that exists with body, as does the mind. It would would uh, not be ineffable. In response to Vatis Vatsi Putriya's belief that there is a substantially existent self that cannot be described as either the same or different from the aggregates, uh, this passage says that if the self exists substantially, it must be susceptible to description either as the same or as different from the aggregates. But if you are right, then it would be, it would be possible for uh, Vatsi Putriyas to answer, you cannot engage in analysis of that kind. So that some schools claim that words, you can't use words to get at the ultimate, uh, because words fall short of ultimate truth. So it's basically don't ask, because you can't ever understand the sublime. Um, so the logicians say that that's just a way that people who don't understand logic answer questions, basically, by saying you just can't understand, words won't let you understand it, so um, don't even try. Um, Chandrakirti is saying that's for people who just don't understand logic. Uh, suppose you argue that you engage in analysis as follows. If the Vatisuput, I'm sorry, everyone, put Triyas claim that the person substantially exists, it is incorrect for them to hold that the person cannot be described in terms of those aggregates, as this would contradict their view that the person is neither the same as the aggregates nor different from them. If you do make this argument, then they have the, then by the same token, the very statement, if I assert nothing, I have no ascertain, constitutes a sincere claim. You might argue that the following two situations are similar. Saying we have no wealth and receiving the reply, give me that wealth which is no wealth and saying we accept nothing and receiving the reply, the acceptance of nothing is itself accepting something. However, in making this argument, you misunderstand our position. We are cla not claiming, that's it, that's, uh, we're missing our position. Uh, oh, oh, wait a second. Uh, hold on one sec. Uh, roll, say four. Oh, I'm good. However, in making this in is itself accepting something. However, in making this argument, you misunderstand our position. We are not claiming that not having assertions is in itself an assertion. Well then, what are we saying? We are demonstrating that by sincerely claiming that you assert nothing, you necessarily assert that you assert nothing. As a result, you inevitably cancel out your own words. 
if it if claims like the ones that you make do not belong to the Madhyamaka system, then you contradict yourself by proving them through the citation of passages from the works of noble Nagarjuna and his spiritual son, Aryadeva. Also, such claims cannot be considered the system of Chandrakirti nor the system of any other Buddhist. Thus, they fall outside the teaching. Vinay, Triwa? Chan Sarlagari. Triwa, the more. Oh, okay. Okay, so... Uh, we will move on to oh it's ten okay yeah. uh, so what would you uh, a question and answer session I'm sorry uh, we're going to end there for the day with all of the words uh, and now anybody has questions fire away I haven't you know come up with your hip hop names yet so I'm sorry I can't really shout you out as you get on the mic yet but I'm working on that Oh boy. That's like the old school mic. I feel like with that microphone being so large, everyone should wear a pair of Adidas while they ask the question. And maybe a Kango. Kango, if you don't want, you don't have to wear it. But the Adidas, I think. I could be wrong though. Yes. I saw it spike. Questions? Wow, everybody, I think, just got bombarded with words like I did. So if I uh, understood you correctly, um, you said when you're talking about the uh, reductio ad absurdum arguments, uh, sort of near the bottom of page 235 there, you were saying that according to the Majamaka school, uh, a reductio ad absurdum, you know, you didn't need to do any kind of, you didn't need to worry about the, you know, what's in the contents of the opponent's mind and you you didn't need to do these long syllogisms you just need to you know you could just point out through reductio absurdum and that's enough but the question i have in practice it doesn't seem to work like that like if i was just talking to you know an average westerner who and you know i asked them what is this thing right here and i said and they said it's a desk and you know i, I asked and they probably wouldn't understand intrinsic versus conventional existence but they'd still have some idea of that desk is something you know if you were to you know get into their head and try and you know suss it out of them a bit they have some kind of idea that this desk is you know permanent and you could sort of say you could try and you know, make it absurd you could say oh well if this desk is has intrinsic existence then where was it you know a hundred years ago where, where did it arise from you know is it just going to always be a desk like that you know forever does you know if i stub my foot on the desk does that you know you could go on like that and then, you know, at the end of the day, they'll basically say, you know, something like, you know, well, I guess, and then they'll sort of move on. But in their mind, it'll still, in their thinking, at least, they still know? consider that. How do you that. know that, though? I'm trying to understand how you know about what somebody's mind in a situation that hasn't even happened is thinking when you reduce well, I'm sort of their argument to, to, in a, to absurd. So if they're saying, yeah. this table's permanent, then you would say, so it will always be here, it will never tarnish, it will always yeah. look exactly like it does right now. Yeah. That would be the consequence. You would say, oh, 
So this table will always be as it is. Yeah. So an antique looks the way it did when it was brand new. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like I, there I, would I sort be of, consequences to, like, to it being permanent. That's all they're like, saying. Like I'm trying to, because I, I do, I have had some arguments like this with people before. I'm sort of trying to, you know, sum up the way it typically seems to end for me. Hmm. And I think really, I mean, there, there are about a dozen people here. There are probably, you know, 200 or more people that church right there. You know, if that's all it took was just a reductio ad absurdum argument, wouldn't it take like, you know, a week's time to just, you know, convert half of America? Well, there's a whole there's a whole point though to it that I said that you don't have to understand the clear workings, but there is some basis that you have to have. You can't start arguing about quantum physics with a kindergartner. So there has to be some working basis that the two people have. That's why you start out at a date and you say, okay, what's the definition of this? So that you know that the two people are working from the same standpoint. So the person, according to Madhyamaka, you have to know, not know, but the person has to have within their idea that they're like going back to the color thing because it's, it's the easiest thing to look at it with. The person has to know that yellow exists also. So you're pointing out something to them that's going to make them come to that conclusion. You can't, someone who's only lived in a red room their whole life and only been taught that the only color's red, when you say to them, if you said to that person, well, yellow's red, that's not an appropriate consequence to say to them because they don't, have never seen yellow. You know what I mean? So they're, the, they're, you don't have to... It's, it's saying, it's very subtle, and the, that's what I said before we started this, that the points that they're making here are extremely subtle, and you have to understand all of the different tenant systems in order to really, like, get to the bottom line. Rimache, the, the dasi dang, umi tenjor dasi dang na, the ne, the, 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 dancha, dan triwaja, the nicha, the kadok dasi dana. The Nietzsche, the Kadok, the Seni Duta Rua Gugudu, Gua, Umi Tanjur, Sanodang, Nga the Dasi, Kon Dasi Dana, Kon the Kadok, it Seni Duta Rua Machina, Nga Kadok Duta Rua the Dasi Dang Chogomare, Rebe, Umi Tanjur, Gari Gari Sanodang, Umi Tanjur, Gari Sanodang, Nga the Kon Dasi Dang, Yene Kon. The umi umi dawa lojung she mason. Umi lojung she mena okultaji don digres. Digre. Then the then then the umi tenjor sampa then the chikshina the the kadok tamche marpo. Then the the umi umi tenjor sampa serpi kadok marpo yimbi yimbata. Serpi kadu marpo kadu yilagumaro. Yeah, the the umi tenjor sampa the chikshena the the dasi danken sampa the kadok tamche marpo yen. Kadok tamche marpo. The 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 luta. Santa sancho luta is. Then eh the lenja the umi tenjor lenja serpi kadok marpo yen. Mahilagro. Then eh the then the the tenjor rebe. Tenjor. The umi tenjor the chu chen. The Yimba tell the Yimba chair, Gugumari Segudu. The Data Yen. Data Yen. The Ne, the Garishene, the Gugumari. The Garishene, the Chuchen Sewa Dak, Gugumari. The Umitenjo Dawa, the Chuchen Sewa Dak, 
شیر مامو گگ مارے So when the, the middle way consequence school does debate, they use the, they would use a, 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 a subject thesis statement still. So they don't just sit and give, say, word, one word responses. So they would, they would say, oh, so that the subject yellow is, is red because you said all colors are red? You know what I mean? Yeah. So they would, it's not that it's just a one word response. It's, it's showing a consequence that the person naturally is going to, when they hear that consequence, is going to arrive at that conclusion. Just because you had a, a debate with someone and they walked away saying, you're, you're wrong, doesn't mean that they don't know you're right. It sounds like you are arguing with people as opposed to, you know what I mean? Like, like if you're really trying to get someone to arrive at a correct view, then... then you would, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, but so, I don't know what the experience that you had, but I'm saying that we never know, because I've had many debates. We've been to a lot of interfaith things and had healthy debates with people. And you never know when you ask a question that clearly proves a, a flaw in logic that where that, how, where that thorn goes. Just because the person... doesn't walk away a converted Buddhist doesn't mean that they don't walk away saying, wow, that just blew my whole basis up. I mean, when my whole basis gets blown up, usually I act mad and I like walk away and tell the person that this is ridiculous and huff. I mean, not as so much anymore, but you know what I mean. I mean like, I don't know. I don't always Still, accept I mean, truth right away on the outside. So you would have to... be omniscient. You'd have to like, be clairvoyant to know what just happened in the Does person's mind. Does that mean mind. that if you just kept, well, like, if you just kept debating people, as long as you, you know, did it correctly, you, you know, no matter how the debate appeared to end, you'd always, you know, assuming you defended your positions properly, you'd always plant some kind of seed in the person, you know, even if that person was belligerent and hostile to your beliefs. Well, why are you debating? Why are you making people belligerent and well, hostile? I'm just, yeah, I'm like, you know what I mean? Just, like a Buddhist isn't doing that. Well, We're I'm not just, out I'm just trying. trying to... We, first of all, Buddhism doesn't proselytize. We do not do that. No, but I know. But you know what I'm saying? You've got to hear what I'm hearing and like yeah. trying to ask Rinpoche a question. And you know what I mean? You're, you're like well, I mean, trying to from, ask like every, I, there's I just, this hypothetical. You know, I come from maybe this is how I come from a background of like Western philosophy. I took up you know when I was in college, I, I took yeah. up a minor in philosophy. So I have a lot of friends who, you know, practice you know philosophy in the Western intellectual tradition. You know, ever since I've started studying Buddhism, these kind of discussions come up. And obviously, you know, not, no one's really going into it with like a hateful mindset. But I'm just sort of trying to right, right, you know. follow the, the, this stuff to its logical conclusion. I'm trying to figure out if we're having hypothetical or it's like an experience, well, guess, specific you know, experience that happened that has concrete example that I can ask a question I, about or just some hypothetical I, I could, thing. I mean, I could give a, a specific example. Rimache, the kashi, the konde segdu, konde le tseni mambo lobjong shei song The inji tseni mambo yure, the, the labtra chembo, 
the konso the kepa mambo yure the inji kepa mambo yure the da yure sampa the inji kepa mambo yure konso dasi dang yure nene kon desegdu the sansa the the dasi dangdu then kon the serpo kadok yure hakogdu yene kon sampa chikshena kadok kanga marpo yen the con con damcha, then a con the luta. Yene the con this segadu. Sansan con dasidang. Then a the the selpola. Yene the lenjaken the the dasidang sar lenjaken sem konsu sem jemason garshene gangin sena con data lason. Then con sem kanga the Shin Tugdu, the 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 Nicha, the Nicha, the Lobjung Chipa, then they garshene sansang con dasi data dang yene kong sem jemason. Kutaza data tamba to kub magubares, makujetugumares. Oh, so the person that you're debating maybe does not want to learn the information or want to be debated. Does not want you to debate them the information you're debating them, so they're like it's called like a rock that where you're sense. debating a rock. <laughs> it's called, I remember this in the debate courtyard where it's called debating a rock, where you're you, they aren't looking for that, they're not looking to investigate their view, you're looking to in, for them to investigate their view, and then it just becomes they just close up and become like a rock. Then they, uh, then then it's ansan the lay the ngatsu lay the ngatsu the the mekashi the selpo selpo shingdu mekashi selpo yomare then it cut sansan the asidana konsu lay the the shing the shina lay yomare the the data yen gangisena kongi chiwa sansan konsu dasidang then kong danken the the sem jegomare then Sansan Konsu lay Yomare. The Shinna lay Yomare. Shin lay Yomare. The the Nga, the Lamrim Chembo, Dets Shingdu. Dets Shingdu. Gutsogdu. Dets. The Chishina Konsu de lay Yomare. Le. 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 You know, the Gewa lay Mena, then the Becha Hakogomare. So, so if you don't also have the karma to be able to understand, then there is also an obstacle. So it, it not only has to be within what our framework of what logical has to be, the person could have studied the exact same material as you did, but not have the karma to be able to understand it. You see it in a school. Everybody get an A if it wasn't if it was all the same aptitude, you know. So that's just basically it. There's, that's why it's so multifaceted. But I forgot about that debating a rock. Because that would you know you would wonder that like if you have a book that negates every view of all systems, like why aren't more people hip to it, <laughs> right? Like I get it, like. I got it. (laughs) 
come on, nobody wants to know what the excellent qualities of the Buddha are, or the Dharma, or the Sangha, or the enlightened activities. That's applicable. No? We're good? All right. The konsu de nge sampan yogudu. The shera kali kapudu. The ne de lona. The dutamawa lo mashena. The shera kali kapudu remache. Then the dasi madana. Then the damcha. Then the kali kapudu. Then the remache. The lapcha yurebe. Kangyansena de shene dan hatung shere kale kapudu, me kashe sarpa yure, tene de chikshene konsu tsampa nga de nampichu lobjun she chogomare, kangyansena de shere kale kapudu, and konsu tepa cha, tene de lapcha yurebe. Sarja takate, lujun abaje gures, lujun abaje na yenda mai minetu she gures, yabula yabu imba, dubula dubu imba she gures. So really, this section is extremely complicated, but it's not complicated to the point that one can't understand it. It just requires the graduated stages of study, um, and if one goes through that rigorous study, then everyone will be able to understand this. Well, people, we would Rimshay saying that we will all understand this information. It just requires the rigorous study of all of the, the, what's inferred here. It's literally, this chapter is like 20 years of day in and day out studies of the, the first the, val, the um, valid cognition, the Dharmakirti's texts on valid cognition, the Pramanavartika Karika, and then the study of Prajnaparamita and the study of uh, Madhyamaka. And right there, that's just Prajnaparamita and Madhyamaka is 10 years of study. And that's just those two subjects. And then you still have Vinaya and Abhidharma and everything. So it's really like, this is like the end of the book of what a Geshe would be at the end. You know what I mean? If their studies debating for a Geshe degree would be this information would be like the Geshe exam live. Because I've heard, I've been there for them. So this is the kind of stuff they debate at like the PhD exam for a student who's not studied math and science, you know, only studied this since they were eight, you know. So it's, it's intense for us to just pick it up and try to figure it out. Can we have another question? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, get on the mic. Get, get, get on the mic. No. I'm going to get you guys warm to that. I'm telling you. Um, in the text, it I might be taking this a little bit out of context, but it said wrong view. You should look at those wrong views with contempt. And, and reading it and listening to it, it sounded like I heard pride, but that was me. Um, and I just wanted to ask Rinpoche, if he, does he look at wrong views with contempt? Or how does he look at wrong views? It's your own contempt towards being ignorant. You would be angry at your. You wouldn't want to be ang. You wouldn't want to be ignorant. So it's saying, the word is an English word we're using, which is so loaded. Right. So that's a problem. Let's start there. Some translator used a word that's like contempt. Like yeah. it's in the in the Tibetan. It says that 
because you see all the time your afflictions are your enemies. The real enemy is the grasping itself. Right. So it's using that kind of language, that kind of strong language to say that you should shun wrong views. Mm -hmm. It's not saying that you should shun people. It's not right. saying like, I'm better than you. It's saying that I shouldn't, I should stay away from views of ignorance. Yeah. Um, Rinpoche, the, 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 I don't know where it is. I'd have to find the, own, the word in here in Tibetan, but I'll explain the gist of it. Um, the luta yure, dene the yandapi dawa yure. ดีเนี่ยเดียนดาปิดาวายนะเดเนเดลุตาลุงลางดูลุงตะลุนดูเอ็ดดาเดเนเดนางลาเดเดเดลุตาเดเดญามแลนแคนเดลุตาซานโล
the Kalu, so that they use all the other from the, all the different schools and they put it all together in, in the last. Yeah, culturally, a lot of the Bon tradition snuck in to the early stages of Buddhism, but it's not considered a lineage of Buddhism in the sense that Buddhism came from it. But because Buddhism came from India, from the lineage of Kamalashila and Chandrarashita, but certain cultures stepped into, seeped into the Tibetan Buddhist traditions. And the Galupa tradition, each of the traditions has their own kind of thing, but the Galupa tradition is considered a tradition of uh, kind of cleaning up culture and getting it back to the Nalanda tradition of, that was brought from India. So um, Lama Tsongkhapa said that there, it's almost as if there was a, a pot that had gold and dirt mixed in it and the gold needed to be taken out um, because there had been so many things mixed in with Buddhism by then. Um, but I'll ask, I'll ask Rinpoche. Rinpoche, the Kaju Nyingma Sakya Galupa. Nene, the Nyingma, the Nyingma Tambo, Galupa Tama. And Kong Triwa, the Nyingma Ju Bon Yomari. Bon Nyingma Ju Bon Bompa. Yomaras. Kama Bella, baby, Ju Tambo, Bambo, Swedes. Less so. Then Nyama, Nyama Taudis. Shewatsa. Kaju. And then Saja. And the Guru Tamaris. The Kamala Shila and Shewatsa Kanga Kerson. Nay, the Jakarne. Nalentan Pa. Jagak. Same thing as in Before there was Buddhism in Tibet, there was something called the Bon tradition. It was a separate religion altogether that was its own tradition. The Nyingma tradition is from India. It's the tradition that was brought by Shandarashita and Kamalashila and so forth uh, and when they made the Samyik Monastery. So Samyik Monastery is where the teachings from Nalanda first came to Tibet. Not associated with Bon in any way whatsoever. The Indian teachings came to Tibet. Now what happened naturally is that because the established religion in Tibet was Bon, at the time, Bon started sounding kind of like Buddhism a little. They took on some of Buddhist beliefs. So you see now the Bon tradition even has tenets and like it's really like become more like Buddhism and even is considered part of the family now when you see the Tibetan Buddhist gatherings of all of the lineages. But not a Buddhist lineage in and of itself. Sprinklings of Buddhism, but Nyingma came Sakya, and then Kaju, I believe that's the order, and then uh, Galup. So each established their own order because there were different leaders, different teachers, and they had different focuses that they felt were more important than other focuses. So the, the, the lineages were founded. Thank you. Well, Mm. He said that, yeah, this is crazy. He said that, so that the Bon was there in Tibet before Buddhism, but then Buddhism came to Tibet and Bon started to take on Buddhism, the flavor of Buddhism a little bit, because it came into Tibet and they started to take on some of the tenets. Rinpoche, Cheran la dangela chipa, tsik chipa. 
Okay, so Sakya was founded because where they the monastery or where the they began was in a place that a place that was white, uh, an area that was white. So sa is ground. Ja it must sound it must be something to do with the white color because he's it's sand maybe. Uh, well, somebody who we can look up and everyone here knows that my historical stuff is terrible. I know philosophy is okay, but historic's not so good. Um, so there's one word he's saying. I asked him, and it's not clear to me. I think it's sand, white like sand, the place where the sake was formed. I'm asking him why the need for a new order, why everyone didn't stay Nyingma. And the Rimache, Konsu Dawa Dets Kakare? Such a ジェットダナチチナレタチチバレス。イネガーシネサパグデネ。ガーシネサパグ。ニンマカンガニンマデディクソン。ガーシネディクマレ。ガーシネサキヤズソン。デネカジュズソン。ガーシネデジュツンガ
held on to it, really. Mm. So um, there was uh, a prophecy made by Buddha saying that in the future uh, the teachings will spread to ba basically the area of the Himalayas, the area of Tibet, um, and and then there is made mention of that area also being connected to Shambhala, the Shambhala Danjawa. So it says uh, from the Bodhagaya to Tibet, China area to Nene Shambhala. Then Shambhala. It's just some uh, where the teachings will go because there's a future prophecy of this Shambhala thing that it says in a book about. That it? All right. Concluding mandala, two chain on Rimche. I think if I was brand new Buddhist, this might buck me off the horse. I think I think this this end of this book might just like be just like this is what I have to know. But this is what Geshe's know. Everybody in this room has to understand that that this last book is what the greatest scholars in the world know. Not bugs like me. All right. We're doing some mandala stuff. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With dedicated is praise as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Ramchi Guzi Shabi Denana, Natsu Lam Ram Shemba Langan Shemba Kanga Chirana.